How do you think the um, your online reviews impact your recruiting? How much easier it is to maybe close people into the opportunity and then also, you know, get them selling more quickly? Yeah, I mean, I think it's crucial on so many different fronts, everything from SEO to customers wanting to have the, the belief or the trust to maybe pay a premium for a proven entity, right? So mm-hmm. they could uh, get the guy with no reviews for maybe 20% cheaper or maybe is having a company that has 100 reviews that has positive things online worth the premium, right? And then yeah. recruiting. So when we use SRU, it's interesting. I would say about half the applicants have done some research and looked us up and know a little about us. The other half, they haven't. Yeah. And I'll say usually the people who do the research are usually higher tier candidates. Um, mm. So, um, and that's one thing we're actually, you know, big picture data and having these numbers. What we're trying to do, because we're doing so many interviews every every week with SRU, we're trying to figure out who is our core who's our best possible recruit? What are we looking for? Is it the guy who's owned his own business? Is it the guy who's a career sales guy? Is it the, somebody who's been in landscaping before? Or is it someone who's been in personal training and loves wellness? Mm-hmm. Right? And so with all the data and all the resumes that you guys are able to provide us each week during every interview, now we're looking at these interviews ahead of time and we're actually starting to figure out, okay, I have a feeling this is, these are the people we're going to want. And then a lot of the those uh, 20 minute sessions, I'm looking at those people and I'm trying to engage and already kind of have an idea of who I think might be the top candidates. And a lot of times I'm right. Um, Very so cool. the, data, the data behind SRU and all these recruiting, we're trying to use the same data, you know, getting reviews and the same data improving closing rates. I think uh, a lot of young companies are not focused on the data. They're just trying out there selling every job that they can. But as you mature and get better and better, these little things really start to move the needle. Yeah, totally agree. Okay. So we got, I think one more topic to recap on that I'm, uh, it sounds like where it's, maybe the majority of your your background and maybe not background, but even maybe interest is like the marketing side of things. So I know that's like kind of a wide topic, but maybe speak to two to three overarching things over the last you know decade plus that have been really important in terms of marketing and lead gen and, and that topic. Yeah. So I haven't really thought about this in a little while, but yeah, I think there's two things that I can tell you that have worked really well for me in the marketing space. One is no matter what kind of marketing I'm trying to uh, to go after, mm-hmm. I'm looking for a uh, a results based relationship. So, for instance, someone could say, you know, I'm gonna pay me four thousand dollars a month and we'll get you on the first page of Google, but give us six months to get there. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have a relationship where it's like, you know, once you get me on the first page, I'm gonna pay you more than you're asking today, but I want to pay you based on results. Yeah. Um, or you know, you want you say you want to generate leads for me, you know, on Instagram. Pay me $3,000 a month and I'll generate you leads on Instagram. Or how about I pay you for every lead you generate for me on Instagram? Or how about I pay you for every job I book based on what you're marketing? And a lot of marketing companies are not going to like, they're not going to like this because they like the retainers. They like to just get fat and happy and just have money coming in. But I'm constantly looking for win-wins. I want you to make money. I want you to make a little bit more money for taking a risk, but I want you to have some skin in the game. Yeah. Um, And that's what I love about SRU is that I'm paying and I'm seeing results every single time. Like every time I walk into an interview and there's 40, 50 applicants sitting there, yeah. I know where my money and my investment went to. Yeah. If you said, hey, just pay me and uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> that would feel good to me. But knowing that every single week. You know, yeah, exactly. So um, I'm always looking for those results-based uh, yeah. marketing. So that's kind of broad. The other thing is for any business owner in the home improvement space, I truly believe no matter what, whatever marketing you do, you're going to get a return. It's as simple as that. You invest it, you're going to get that money back. The question is, what you have to figure out is what's going to give you the best return, right? 
And that's the tricky part because you're only going to invest, let's say, you know, 10% of revenue. So if you're a million dollar company, maybe you're going to invest hundred grand that year. You want to make sure whatever you invest is going to give you the best ROI, but no matter what, you're going to get some return. And so I think the biggest mistake that young entrepreneurs in the home improvement space uh, fall into is I'm not going to invest anything. I'm going to be all word of mouth. And yeah. all word of mouth is the quickest way to have a very slow growing business where you're a prisoner of your business. Yeah. I, I believe you got to go out there and find the business. You can't just wait for it to come to you. Yeah. Uh, and so more granular on the marketing that we do, I mean, we do everything. So we'll have door to door teams, we'll mm -hmm. have lawn signs, we'll do farmers markets, we'll do social media, you know, Instagram, Facebook, mm -hmm. um, house, LinkedIn is becoming, you know, a really powerful one for all of our, uh, really our independent contractors creating, you know, their relationships with strategic relationships. Um, and the coolest thing that I haven't even played with that is on my 2023 goals first quarter is uh, using some of the uh, uh, virtual assistants. Um, mm -hmm. So outsourcing some, you know, email marketing and things like that to get in front of high uh, strategic relationships. And yeah, so we're going to explore that and see if we can kind of hack into that for a uh, turf. Love it. Yeah. That's a great idea. What I, what I love is, um, you know, the way that you invest into your business, right? Like you're down to, put your money into it because I don't know if you look at it just like I have, but after like a few years, there's all these things that I invested in. I'm like, man, if I wouldn't have done that, we wouldn't be here. And so I'm like, you know, I'm down to not do everything, but I'm like, I'm like all in now. Right. Because I'm totally convinced that it's the investing into the business and improving systems and, you know, getting diverse within marketing and all these like, you know, things that happen like that's what's required to make it a long-term business and think about it more long-term versus just trying to make as much money as I can this year um but a few things that stuck out uh results driven I think that's super super important especially in you know everybody and their mother is a digital marketer right that's probably the most started business over the last five years um you know you take a course on running Facebook ads and now you got your own agency Right. So um, that's a good screening tool. And I think it's more common that companies are, you know, doing that now. So maybe it takes you, you know, connecting with five to 10 companies to find somebody that's open to it. Right. So not being lazy about, oh, everybody charges two, three grand. So I'm just not going to do this right now. Um, maybe do a little bit of work and, and source through some agencies. Yeah. The, yeah. Go ahead. No, I encourage to have a wide gamut. So hire that independent guy who's working from his desk in his own little office without a big agency, but then also invest in the bigger infrastructure, you know, agency style, because they do things that are different skill sets. So um, there's not right or wrong way. I think there's room for both of those types of businesses. Mm -hmm. You can find a company that's willing to put some skin in the game and offer some type of tangible results, whether it's estimates set or revenue that's going to be generated or hires that you're going to get. Yeah. Whatever you know, that kind of guarantees, if you will, um, there should be something more specific than just "I'm going to get you a lot of business." I'm going to get you to the top of SEO, whatever that is. So, yeah, yeah, and I think a, another good thing that took me a while to learn is, you know, an agency or a marketer—they're not good at everything. That you know, like all those things that you listed, it's not one person. I know that for sure, right? It is very unique where people have that that much skill set within their you know marketing skill set or whatever, right? So, I would imagine for the you know the you know what's what's common for somebody that's getting into the trying to get into the lead generation you know avenue, right? It's like not all door to door, not all self gen. Okay, what does it look like to invest into ads? 
typically you're going to be investing into one, maybe two sources, right? And you're just going all in on that. Um, assuming it's like, you know, Facebook or Google or, you know, like the, the bigger ones going all in on that until it's working, you're getting the ROI, it's predictable, more cash flows coming in. And then you can start to invest into other avenues, which was another thing that stuck out is you're really diverse. Um, that was something that took us a lot to learn. Um, you know, about a year and a half ago, you know, we, uh, you know, I taught myself Facebook ads five years ago when this business started and that was a game changer. Right. I'm like, this is freaking awesome. <laughs> My first two companies, I would just like pull up Craigslist sales job ads and cold call guys like you that were posting ads if they left their phone number and try to sell them like that. Um, and it worked perfectly for like three years. And then all of a sudden our account got shut down and, you know, I had, you know, built our whole lead generation just on the comfy Facebook thing. And it was easy and it worked and it was profitable and and all of a sudden it was gone and it was a big issue. It, it hurt for a good six plus uh, uh, months. And one of the things that I realized is you got to be diverse, mm -hmm. right? It's just like, you know, investing, you know, sometimes in investing, it's good to be diverse, not have all your eggs in, in one basket. The same thing with lead gen, especially if you build a larger company where your operating costs are super high. If you're victim to one, one thing that could hurt really bad. If you're, you're, you got a lot of, costs to cover. And the last thing that stuck out was um, perspective, right? Is it, it's that, you know, it's that long-term perspective. It's, uh, you know, being okay with investing and getting through the learning curve and not maybe expecting everything to happen immediately, right? Um, it's that, that, that long-term perspective. So, man, this has been, this has been awesome. I love this. Um, it was like really cool getting to know you more. I, I think Southern Turp is even more of a cool company.